Well, tonight has been eventful, to say the least. We're doing a late night podcast tonight, you guys. It's probably whatever time in, in the heck in the world that you're listening to it. But right now, or I hear right now, it's 10.30 p.m. our time in good old Utah. I didn't know if you were pausing for the intro music, so I didn't say anything. Awkward. <laughs> Well, I thought we were off to a good start. It got a little rocky there around the 30-second mark, but we're back at it. How the heck are you guys doing? Kids are sleeping upstairs. RV's packed. We're going to Moab tomorrow. Are you going to keep that? You should keep that. Yeah, it'll be funny. I think it's funny. It's all funny, and we're keeping this. Okay. And this. Like 30 minutes ago, we were going to drive to a Walmart and camp there just to get started because we have this incredible habit of taking 17 hours to get ready no matter how ready we are the morning of the day that we leave there's just so many things that you don't anticipate taking a long time and they do i think we did a lot of them tonight we did the rv's packed i well i gotta pack my clothes gotta get the razor in see here they come there's more we're gonna be gone for maybe three days is it three or Gotta four days? Gotta get my medications. I'm making a mental list now. We're going to be gone for four days, and we literally put three wagons of food into <laughs> our trailer. <laughs> Look, what if we get stranded and we have to rough it in our 40-foot fifth wheel? We bring That's That would be hard. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> we bring our three truckloads of food and then eat out every meal. It's a great cycle. <laughs> it's a great habit. It's really great. <laughs> As far as it works every time is concerned, and we're always full every time, flawless. Um, you guys are awesome. I think we've gotten more questions in just the span of a week than we ever had in that amount of time. I posted more questions than ever coming to taking sides with the dashes at gmail.com and a little bit more broader view of most about relationships, which is fun and lovely. And it's we're all kind of what this this uh podcast started as, and it's kind of people just. I seem to be really intrigued about Ashley and I's relationship and our approach on things. Like we like we say all the time, it's just one of those things that it's kind of weird to talk about with family and friends sometimes. So so it sometimes helps to get some third-party perspective that is non-partial, that it doesn't have a personal relationship with you, like us. Mm-hmm. So you send in your questions, whether it be about relationship or life. Or whatever that you just want our take on. Here's the Ash pro. and I will give you our take. We're not yep. professionals by any means, but we just give you what we think about it. And sometimes people just like hearing getting another person's take on a situation. I know I do. Here's the pro. We're gonna tell you what we think about your life or your you whatever it is you're telling us in your letter. And then the great thing is you can follow our advice or not, and we'll never know. (laughs) And you can hate it or love it, and we'll never know. And it may or may not bless or ruin your life. And we'll never know. It's super great. Unless you send us a follow-up email telling us if it worked or not, (laughs) which we are open to. Please send them, and we would be glad to give everybody else an update, too, because I'm sure some people are curious. I need to say, what in our last podcast... um, I started at out by saying I had Pennington family drama. Pennington is my last name before I changed it for Dallin. Oh, I know what happened. I got distracted talking about why I did I like how I changed my name and yada da 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 and we oh, got yeah. into like a feminist spin and it was really great. <laughs> the drama though is as you all know, my mother and my father 
have long had this dream, as have I, that our families will live together forever on the same street. In Kate, this life. In this life, yes. Yeah, and the next life. It happened three years ago, I would say, and we all lived on the same street. We were one house away from them. And then Dallin and I moved to our house, our greenhouse right now, and they stayed there, and we were all still in the same neighborhood, right? And then they left. And then they hated that they left. And then they left even farther away, and they hated that too. And then we almost left to be with them, <laughs> and we chickened out at the last minute and had to rebuy back our house, which was just... That was fun. Go back in the podcast if you want to hear about that. And now they are moving back potentially maybe they're putting offers on stuff which is almost impossible to do unless you have hundred thousand over asking price cash ready to go and willing to let them live there for free for an extra few months yeah that's like the market is so crazy right it's now that's here we're like thinking about doing home improvements because we can't just pick up and leave like we usually do <laughs> which has been kind of fun we which painted our room kind of we we're planning a few things for the kids rooms uh-huh we're just gonna like ha like our we're just we're, be content that's our done, goal this year to be content this is the first house where i felt like maybe i want to put some work into making the garage more functional and, and the, paint the walls like we're gonna be here for a while not like we're just gonna this is temporary we're gonna sell it soon and get to a different place mm -hmm. like, i feel that here and it's fun what color should i paint my office i don't know we were looking at like wallpapers and stuff and i saw this really classy dark blue one with like golden you know, little triangular oh, yeah. designs on it. You could do the whole room in that. So it's like a dark and moody I situation. I could. It's you... called Gatsby on loomwell.com if you want to see it. It looks good. Loomwell. I would feel like I was at a classy party every time I walked into my office yeah, in your my underwear. Coke Zero in your underwear, getting the work done. Yep. You guys don't even know if I'm in my underwear right now because this is just a podcast. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts. By the way, I'm not. Dallin has a habit, though, get up throughout the day. of just spontaneously undressing or remaining <laughs> like in Andy mid from Parks and Rec. <laughs> or like remaining in mid-undress. I think I'm... Have you guys seen Arrested Development? I am not a full never nude, but I just... I don't like just being naked for mm -hmm. no reason. Dallin, I'll like walk in... Like I have like anxiety when I'm changing because I don't want anyone to come in and see me. I don't... I don't know where that comes from, but I have it. Anyways, I walked in on down the other day, though. <laughs> he's, just, he's in our closet. Doors are all wide open. Windows and his, are open. His underwear is just down by his ankles, and he's on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I walk in, and I'm just like, oh, hey. You just, like, get distracted mid-pulling your pants up. Yeah, sometimes you just got to do something on your phone. <laughs> and you're, like, ordering a doorknob on Amazon or something. Clothes on. By the way, I did fix the doorknob on our pantry. Crisis averted. Mm -hmm. As long as it's closed, it's not going to get in the way of the slide and rip off the whole section of our RV again, again. for the third time. Although, when Dallin was popping the slide out today to load up our trailer, he was not watching the door. Oh, my gosh. Could have done it again, and I wouldn't have even known until I heard large, loud popping noises. It's just like part of our, it's like a family tradition. It's ridiculous. Okay. Getting to be regosh dang ridiculous around here. Okay, we got some emails from you guys. This first one is from a friend um, that is going to remain nameless. We will call her F Fanny. Okay. How about that? Uh, 
I wrote this. Hey, <laughs> Dallin and Ashley uh, and kids and doggos. What? Remember the first podcast used to give them fake last names too. Fanny Kahusowitz. All right. Please don't use my name. I've been listening don't to your podcast. Don't worry, Fanny. We've given you a new name. Uh-huh. I've been listening to your podcast and watching your vlogs for two years now. I became much less scared about my vulnerabilities and stopped seeing them as weaknesses thanks to your stories, honestly, as well as good friends around me. That's well, a really awesome. nice way of saying <laughs> you guys have shared such weird things. That's a nice that way I... of saying I've learned that, you know, I'm not so weird after all. <laughs> you guys are pretty messed up. <laughs> Thanks, Fanny Kahusowitz. Thanks, Fanny. All right. Um, I started looking into counseling options and came across the concept of life coaching. Okay, cool. Like found a life coach. She likes self-help books and exploratory life and the exploratory life coaching session I had made me feel empowered and started my brain moving and I'm thinking about signing up for like a sounds like a course or a, cool. a series of of um meetings or whatever. However, I decided to tell my partner about this and her reaction was that she d- was disappointed in me. She's disappointed in me for giving a stranger personal information about myself and paying them money for something that, quote unquote, I can get from life, just living life. She basically said that she lost all respect for me, even thinking about it and having done the intro session. Well, what the, that's, that's interesting. Um, I wonder what her experience. She says, how do I even deal with this? Should I? There's nothing tying us together technically. Where do you think this is coming from? Why this reaction? Wait, what do you mean? Like you're not married? Like you're, is she like dumping you? That's weird. That seems a bit harsh. Um, I would just be super curious about her response to you telling her that you are like signing up for some life coaching. As long as it's from like a reputable person with good reviews and stuff, like it's not some sketchy thing you found on the internet or whatever. Like I don't. I would just be super curious, like, oh, wow, I definitely expect, didn't expect that reaction. Like, tell me about, tell me about where this is coming from. Like, what is your, it sounds like you have a lot of a story in your head about life coaching that, that I don't share. Like, teach me why you feel this way. You know, I would approach that like a super curious, like, whoa, that was unexpected. Talk to me. This is like, um, it reminds me of like how Dallin feels about Georgia and how I feel about Colorado. Like if a random person were to come up to Dallin and be like, I'm moving to Georgia and I want you to come with me. Dallin would be like, man, I hate that place. I would never want to be there. And I don't know why people live there. It wouldn't be that harsh. I, I and my, That's not what I would say. I know. Say. It wouldn't be that harsh. But if Dallin were to come up to me and be like, let's go on a vacation to Colorado. I said Georgia is my numero uno no, place not, to live. There's I'm a just, lot of great things I'm, about I'm Georgia. I'm getting to like, there's an emotional like response that's not logical. And if Dallin. I think your response about Colorado is a lot more emotional than my response about Georgia. I don't know. I think it is. We get in fights every time I talk about Georgia and moving there. Colorado, if Dallin were to say, like, let's go on vacation to Colorado this year, I would, it would be a hard stop for me. And I, like, my initial response would be, like, I never want to go to Colorado. And it's just when Dallin and I were first married, I had some really rough trips to Colorado. And when Dallin and I also were first married, we moved to Georgia. And it was really rough and he got, his job didn't pan out and they kind of half fired him and I quit. It was a quit, but they also were like, Hey, that, that job we told you about, it's not going to happen because it doesn't exist anymore. Sorry, you moved out here. And I was pregnant and it was, and I had quit my job and it was just really stressful. So me in Colorado equals stress and Dallin and Georgia equals stress. And I would be really curious, like 
how your partner grew up, kind of how their family she obviously interprets has formed, therapy. Or, she's formed a very strong opinion about life coaching from somewhere. Maybe she's had a very so negative I would just experience be, yeah, really curious about that. Be like, tell me about that. What's up? Like, and uh, but yeah, like she doesn't like if. If, if it literally is unresolvable and she lost all respect for you, that seems really harsh to me. But if 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 this is like a new partner, if this is like a new partner in your life and you're like questioning some things, I, mean, I don't know. That would, it would just be like a I don't know, tip the scales a little bit. But it's not it's definitely not something that you can't work through. But it seems a little weird to me. So yeah, just be curious and talk to her and be like, oh well, I'm gonna keep going as long as I feel right about it because so far it's helping me and. Um, if you're not okay with that, then I don't, I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not, you're, you don't have to apologize. You don't have to like be like, okay, cool. Just talk about it. Cool. Let's take a quick break for our sponsors and we will be right back. You guys, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy really does help. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't even have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you in order to get help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video or phone or even live chat discussions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Taking Sides listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash taking sides. That's betterhelp.com slash taking sides. We are supported by America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. You guys know that we love HelloFresh so much. We're making them all the time in the vlogs and we talk about it in the podcast. Here's the three main reasons why we love HelloFresh. They are delicious. You break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week. It helps you save time and stress effortlessly. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and prepping so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes usually, even 20 minutes with their quick prep recipe options. And lastly, HelloFresh is flexible and it fits your lifestyle. You can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order anytime, throw on yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences anytime online. One of our favorite meals we just got from HelloFresh was the Parmesan crusted chicken. Oh man, it was so good. We love them. We have a special discount for the Dashley fam. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TakingSides12 and use code TakingSides12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash TakingSides12 and use code TakingSides12 for 12 free meals. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, Ash, this one is time sensitive. Um... Our friend here is inviting an enemy to their wedding just to make the best man happy. Okay, I will answer this in three seconds. Screw the best man. <laughs> it's not his wedding. Yeah, like who cares about him? Next email. Just kidding. We'll read this. Hey, Dashley's longtime listener here who is extremely happy to see how great everything is going with baby number three and your life happenings in general. 
Well, thank you. Okay, I'll cut to the case. My fiance's best man has a girlfriend who may just make my wedding a sad experience. Here's what happened. About a year or so ago, my fiance and I met the girlfriend while at a game night with my fiance's best man right before they moved to a different state. At the game night, it was revealed that the girlfriend said hurtful things, essentially saying I was terrible to be around because I was basic, boring, and my fiance could do better. She didn't want to have game nights anymore. Weird. Well, what a judgy girl. That's uncalled for. I know, terrible. At the time, I didn't really care because I wasn't attached to her in any way emotionally. Fast forward, I'm getting married this July, and my fiance's best man is insistent that his girlfriend is part of all the festivities. Rehearsal dinner, night before camping, wedding party events, etc. I sort of understand since they live in Minnesota. Minnesota and the best man has to travel, but at the same time... The only correlation I have with the girlfriend is negative thoughts and insecurities. So having that around on such a special occasion seems off. My fiance wants her to come because if she doesn't, he thinks his best man will be upset or act weird. And it's just one person, right? I don't oh, know. I hate weddings. I just think I will all... You hate what? I hate weddings. You hate weddings? I hate them. Oh. I like... I hate being a part of them. I thought you liked attending weddings. I like attending them as a guest who has no like connection to the drama, but maybe a knowledge of the drama, but like planning the weddings or when we were like the videographers and photographers being intricately involved in all of the emotions. It's highly stressful. Hated it. Okay. So, um, she, I don't know. I will already be self-conscious about myself because weddings are stressful and tend to do that anyway. So having someone so close and important, uh, to pre and close to important pre-wedding events who just isn't on my team I think will make me feel worse about myself I love the best man and don't want to hurt his feelings because he loves his girlfriend and I honestly wouldn't care if we hung out at all after or I would honestly ca- wouldn't care if we hung out at any other event than my wedding because I'm scared it will be a rain cloud over my sunny day thoughts on what I should do thanks okay well There's two options. You could not invite her because it's your wedding and you can do whatever you want. And if your best man is immature enough to be like, well, screw you, then he's not really a best man. I do get that this is his girlfriend and it's, you know, kosher to invite their plus one. So I will say, like, you're going to be busy. You're probably not going to be thinking too much about your best man's snotty girlfriend And you're just going to be having the time of your life. And I will say this. If you think something is going to be said, just be prepared to come at her with something witty and calm and cool. Because my greatest regrets are the times in my life where I like didn't have in my mind what I wanted to say when someone kind of insulted me or or said something so rude and you're just kind of left flabbergasted and you don't say anything just have some like have some witty comebacks in your mind that just put her in her place if any maybe it will go great like maybe she was just having a bad day and she comes off as a jerk because she says terrible things but maybe she's a changed girl but if she's not just be ready to be witty and like put her in her place like what would you say? I don't. It just depends on the situation. I just that might work great for you. I personally wouldn't stew so much over that because I would just not, be having all these arguments and hypotheticals in my head. No, and don't stew and don't grumpy. stress, but just like go into the situation, kind of knowing what you're gonna say if she is a butt to you. 
Yeah. Uh, this is easier said than done, but I just hope that you can get to the point eventually where you don't care so much about what what people think of you. I just I just heard a lot of a lot of uh, little comments in your email about your self esteem, and I feel so bad that just because I can relate so much, I used to be so worried about my image and what other people thought of me and any rude comment would just, I would just stew about it all day and wonder about if that was true. And is this really how some people perceive me and all, and it it would just, but now I just see anything that somebody says mostly is coming from their head and how they see the world and has very little to do with me. Maybe there's a sliver of truth, even if that is true. Maybe you can just be like, man, yeah, those are some of my favorite things about me. I am basic and I'm unpretentious and I don't care what people think of me. And it really helps me be at peace with my life. Like everything you said was true. Uh, I don't think I'm boring, but if you think I'm boring, um, you're so welcome to go hang out with somebody else. (laughs) I'm not going to try to entertain you. It's not my job. You know, you can just laugh about that. Like, yeah, I am pretty basic and I really like that about myself. I used to care so much, but now... I don't stress about, you know, getting super fancy all day, every day. I just like me the way that I am. And that's how I live my life. And that's cool if you want to live differently. But I like who I am. Like stuff like that. I just feel bad that this girl, she must stress so much every morning about her appearance and how she's being perceived by others because she in turn casts that onto people around her, including you. It just makes me feel bad for her and how like stressed and internal like stress she must have every day of her life if she is so judgmental about other people she's probably judging herself 10 times worse and that's how i see it and um i just wouldn't let her control your life wouldn't bit and like if you see her again be like just be super normal chill hey how's it going and if she's really bratty be like oh you must be having a bad day. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and just like walk that's away. all I'm saying. Have like, something witty. Like, like, duff, oh. like, like water off a duck's back, you know? Like you don't even, like if she, if she honestly has something rude to say, be like, man, you must be having a bad day. I'm, I'm sorry for you. Like get hope, in you, f- hope you get feeling better and you can just walk away. Like her opinion means zero, nothing. If her opinion of you means nothing, it doesn't mean anything. She is at your wedding though. And you don't like, it's annoying. It would be a little annoying. And it, again, like I said, and this is easier, easier said than done. But after a lot of work, I've gotten to a place where I'm pretty good at doing this with like negative comments or trolls or on the internet or whatever. And I just hope that you can get to that same place too, like um, where you can say things like, yeah, I love that I'm basic. It's just how I live my life and I feel really content and chill and no need to please others. And I don't stress about my appearance. And yeah, totally. I'm basic. <laughs> you know, something like that. And uh, and just like not even caring if somebody's judging or whatever. I'm sure there's plenty of people that think I'm ugly or too much this or not enough that or whatever. And they're out there thinking that right now. And do I know that they're thinking that? No. Could I assume they're thinking that? Yeah. And I could brew over that and stew over that all day. Well, and just have in our the, position, they tell us. Yeah. Or I could just not even care and uh, don't let negativity, don't let praise or criticism get to me. Just like both things. I think we're saying essentially the same thing. We're just, com- I'm kind of coming at it from different angles. Like, I don't think you can, you can have a, a like cool composed response 
unless you feel like what Dallin's saying, where you're, you're comfortable with your truth, you know who you are. There's, there's not a part of you that wants to change or to impress even some strange girl who's dating your boyfriend's best man. Like you're just you and you, and you're chill with that and you're cool with that. And if someone misunderstands you or doesn't like you, that's kind of on them. But when it's a, you, it's a big reflection of where they're coming from in right. life. Very little to do with you. I haven't always felt that way. And I feel like I feel that way more than I ever have. But now that I am kind of more there than in an insecure, like, I wonder what people are thinking about me. I need to be accepted. They're going to ruin my day if they're not happy and it's on me, their happiness. And like, la da 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 da, I wonder what they're going to say about me. Now that I like care so much less than I used to about that, I'm able to just stand up for myself in the face of, of people being mean to me and just say things like, wow, that was really rude of you to say, uh-huh. do you even want to be here? Or I like, that's cool. That you think that, but it's not really the way I want to take things. Yeah. And, and you just kind of, and, and it's, it doesn't have to be witty. It's always better if it is witty and you can kind of like zing them a little mm. bit and just <laughs> put them in their place and let them know like, no, you cannot treat me this way, especially at my wedding. But do well, it classy. Be classy. Like, I'm not saying just like, we don't want you to be a real housewife's experience. Like, be classy. The real housewives would get all up in a tizzy if no. anybody was saying those types of things. But you don't have to let that bother you one jot or tittle on your wedding day or your life. Yeah, all you of know, the people. Just be like, oh, who peed in your Cheerios? Yeah. And just walk away. Just, yes. See, <laughs> like, that's a it. zinger. Zinger. All, all the therapists I follow on Instagram, and there are many, just say the like zingiest, classiest, chillest things. Like, well, mom, that's really interesting that you feel that way. And I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why you are emotionally responding to me in this way. <laughs> but I want to set a boundary with you right now that it's not okay to talk to me like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just, there's another one. And then you just kind of pause and look at them serenely. Yeah, I am at peace. Are you I, <laughs> just like that? Can I can I get you anything? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, my I hate it when I'm in these situations that I'm not prepared and I'm not in a good place and I just start crying. That's the worst. Oh, well, that's sad. Or I like Don't go sit in a river in Colorado and 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 wilt. You know? Don't wilt. Don't wilt at your wedding. You're strong, friend. You're strong and you have your truth. You stand in your power and you take up space and that's awesome. You throw down those boundaries like pokeballs. Gosh, I, I got some of those things from the morning affirmations on Audible. Audible has these, uh, their morning affirmations, little meditation sessions for free on Audible that you can listen to. Uh-huh. And uh, one of them was like, I stand in my power. Yeah, stand in your power. You're just, you're a human just like everybody else and people can judge or whatever and you just be like, seems like you're having kind of a bad day. Sorry. I'm really surprised you came because <laughs> you didn't like me the first time Life we met. Life is so short. I'd say let your boy, let your best man bring his bitchy girlfriend. <laughs> can I say that on here? Yeah. Maybe she was having a bad day and you can give her the benefit of the doubt. Who knows? But if she, I don't know. Yeah. Just like I hope we got the point across. You're That's not that. out there looking for her approval. Nope. You don't even need it. And her approval or disapproval makes no difference on your day and your happiness and how you feel about yourself and how you're living your life. Because life is so short. 
oh my gosh, there's two really good ones coming up. I hate people touching my baby. I have found my soul sister. And <laughs> yep. then opinion wanted on Capri Sun incident between husband <laughs> and wife. Yeah. Okay. This sounds like your soulmate. I hate people touching my baby. Do this want- is from, she wants me to give her name. Okay. Oh, what should we name her? Name her. Um. Gosh, now I'm blanking. This person, it usually has to be, I just wanted to be a good one because she invited me to name her. How about Fern? Fern. Hey, Dashleys. I've been following you since you found out you were having a baby, James. Having baby James and listening to your podcast for a while. I have heard Ashley talk about her anxiety around people holding her new babies. Mm -hmm. And when I had my son back in May of 2020, I had the same experience. Just the thought of someone else touching him except my husband made me want to just grab him and run away. I don't know. This is probably a built-in thing. I don't, And I don't get why people, like women who have had babies, I feel like for the most part, maybe they're not as far into left field as I am and this girl are, but they've probably felt an inkling of it. And it shocks me when some women have like, they just don't get it at all. Even when you tell them, they just still don't get it. I don't know. At the same time, I pretty much sucked it up and just waited for them to leave, and then I would freak out. Once my postpartum anxiety slacked up, it wasn't as bad, but I still have regrets that I didn't stick up for myself and make boundaries. I recently found out I'm pregnant again, and I'm curious about how you would handle the situation without being rude, but also getting your point across. Yeah. Like, when we had James, when we found out we were pregnant with James, like, in the YouTube video, I cry. And there's a lot of reasons I cried. And one of the reasons was I was dreading going through that again, where, where I feel that panic all the time. And I am too scared to kind of set boundaries with other people and with what we do and with how we do it and, and just continually bury my like need to feel in control in 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 favor of letting other people kind of be in control from what i have analyzed about observing you is that it's an anxiety thing and your aunts who are really good at explicitly proactively saying i just want to sit next to you i do not want to hold well, the baby unless you're comfortable they with had it the same and thing. they probably had the same anxiety probably runs in your family or something and then when your brain hears them say, I don't want to hold it unless you're comfortable with me holding your baby. I just want to sit next to you if that's okay. That calms your anxiety and instantly lets it go to your prefrontal cortex and think logically about it. And you're like, yeah, this is a person I trust. I'll totally let them hold my baby. But when somebody swoops in and is like, oh, my turn, my turn. Give me the baby. The baby stealers. You instantly like fight or flight kicks in. You're like, no, I don't want you to hold my baby. Well, it's and like then the, they the say people... things that are so annoying, like, oh, she's a first time mom. She'll calm down eventually. Yeah, that's so invalidating. Or that is not that's or not I deserve to hold this baby and I, I just Oh, I've never heard that one. That's a Are you kidding me? Or like they run away and hide because they know the mom is freaking out. I know many people who do this and they just want as much and it and it comes from love. Like they just want as much time with the baby as possible, but um the people that give you space for you to make your own decisions and the people who put care. your brain at ease really calms your anxiety and helps you feel more comfortable well, I think about the idea. Um, like people who care about your feelings just as much as they care about theirs and care about your happiness and 
and you getting what you want just as much as they care about their happiness and getting what they want, I think you can feel that and it sets your mind at ease. And it's hard when, um, even like I would get to the point where I would say things and, and Dallin would say things like, Oh, just let Ashley hold the baby. She's having a really hard time with anxiety right now. And that's like mortifying to put out there. No, I don't want to do that. Um, and people just kind of think you're weird and you can see it in their eyes or maybe I just imagine it, but you can kind of see it. And it's even, and then it just gets even worse when they just don't listen. Yeah. I would say never get to the point where you're crying in the closet while people are holding your baby. Like I've been there and it sucks and it does not result in any form of positive. Like it doesn't add any positive to the relationship with said person holding your baby. So set a boundary. Like I will not. How would you say it? Guys, I would you just openly be like, Hey, I'm so excited to have you come over. I have this weird thing where no. I want to be the one in charge. I don't think. Please just. I wouldn't say that. Stand your effing ground. Is that too much it's, to ask? It's really hard. And it's in like a, I didn't just have a baby state. Like when my mind is still my mind and not so much overcome by big emotions. It's really easy to be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just be strong and whatever and tell them no. But when it happens and someone's like, Oh, I'm here for the baby. Yeah. And they just walk up to you with their arms out and you, and you kind of want to be like, no, you can always use the baby needs to eat. The half the reason I love nursing so much is because other people, you can use it for everything because if like bottle fed babies, I don't know. I feel like it'd be best to set expectations up front. Maybe have your spouse no, do it. I don't like if I were no, talking but to like, you. So I wouldn't be comfortable be with like, you. Like hey, announcing excited to have to you come over. Ashley Ash, has crazy anxiety. Ash gets, no, I wouldn't say it like that. Obviously no, I just be like, I think hey, I Ash I gets a little uncomfortable that. with handing the baby over. Just sit next to her and it's let just her, weird. Let her decide. Is it? No, I wouldn't want to make you feel weird. So then I wouldn't that would say that. Weird. Okay. What we kind of worked out was I like Dallin can see my crazy eyes from across the room and I'd be like, get the baby. And then he would. And it would like, I just couldn't. I don't know. And that worked. And he would just go up to someone because he's, I don't know. I think you're more of a people pleaser in some ways. And I'm, I just want people to think I'm a good mom and not like say I'm a crazy mom. So I would just have you go get the baby and be like, oh, I I think Ash needs to, Ash just said she needs to nurse or something. Just really chill. Wish I could do it myself, but I can't. Use your partner. Hopefully you have a a partner and uh, just just come up with a game plan. At least if you don't want to set boundary or expectations up front with other people, have a plan with your have a plan with your partner. Like we have with these how friends. the partner's going to help you out. We have friends and she's a total bad A when it comes to just her letting it be known. Kind of like what she needs and what she wants. And she has no issue or fear being like, I don't want anyone. Like, I just want to hold the baby. And or I have this weird anxiety where I have to be the one holding the baby and I will choose if anybody else holds it. I hope you're okay like with it. She that. would have no issue saying that. And it me, for me to say that, I would rather die. And, okay. and I don't even know why. So just do whatever makes, do whatever you need to do. Have, have like the outcome you need to have happen and get it whichever way you need to get it. And it might not be the most logical way, but just get to that outcome. Maybe use your partner, maybe be a bad A, 
There you go. Maybe a few different approaches. Hope fake an illness. Maybe say you have a clogged milk duct and you have to nurse constantly. You don't want to talk about your anxieties, <laughs> but you want to talk about your clogged milk duct. I told like totally. Okay. Cool. The next one is about the Capri Sun one. There was a Capri Sun incident, you guys, and we're going to hear all about it. This is from Karen and her husband, Jamie. I got, I had gotten a Pacific Cooler Capri Sun. This is Karen talking. I think it's Karen. Karen? Oh, Karen? Karen. 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 And her husband, Jamie. Jamie says, or no, Karen says, I got a, I had gotten a Pacific Cooler Capri Sun mm-hmm. a week prior to the date of our incident. I put it in the fridge to save for when oh. I had a bad day at work. It sounds like Karen really loves Capri Karen Sun. Karen sounds like a food saver like me. She really loves it. I put it in the fridge for when I had a bad day at work. I'm a food saver. Well, the day came when I was searching for it in the fridge. My husband said, what you looking for, babe? I told him the Capri Sun I had saved. He very casually responded, I drank it. The audacity <laughs> of this butthole, says Karen. Anyway, I told, I was, I told him I was saving it. For when I had a bad day and he said it's been there and he said, but it's been there for a week. I asked him why that mattered and he still hasn't given me an answer. I asked him why he drank it and he said, because he was thirsty. I reminded him that we have body armor. He was sick of that body. Uh, that must even rather drink. I reminded him there's 24-7 gas station around the corner and he said it was like four in the morning. What is he doing I up at four in the morning? I that he never, they told him that has never stopped him before and he said, you were at work and I didn't want to go by myself. It's there. dark and dark world is so scary. <laughs> she typed it with the W's. <laughs> then he made fun of me for crying. Then he hugged me and kissed my forehead and asked why I was mad. I want y'all's opinion, please. Okay. We, we laugh about it now. I used <laughs> to do this a lot. Well, I'm glad this is just like a lighthearted thing. When I had like roommates and sisters, when I was like in my home, as a kid, I used to do this a lot and I would have like my special food. Now that I'm kind of, I don't know, like I own the fridge and I own the closet. It's really easy for me to hide stuff or be like, I don't know. I just, we buy things from Costco. So I don't know how you have only one Capri Sun. You should shop at Costco. So you have like 50. (laughs) That being said, if you, if this is you and I fully understand doing this and I do this all the time too, just have like a, a little a little like Tupperware or a little box that you put in your fridge that is like Karen's only Karen's do not touch yeah like anything we put in our fridge is like Freaky. I mean unless it's somebody's leftovers from a restaurant or something I think it's pretty it's pretty common that it is public domain you have every right to be mad if he knew this was your special bad day Capri Sun but if he didn't know <laughs> give him a break and, and he should have also, I mean, it seemed like he was just defending himself. This is a lighthearted thing. It's not like a life or death thing. We have a situation but like this. A if we're bit. just going to talk about, you know, communication <laughs> principles or whatever, I would hope that I was quick to apologize once I found out how special it was to you. But he just kept going, you know, defending himself. But it sounds like you were laughing about it and all that. You need a Sharpie. So, and it's not a big deal. You just need- a Capri Sun. But it was a big deal to you. So right, do not drink this. <laughs> yeah, with a I would Sharpie. say in a in a communal refrigerator, just label it if it's something special. If this is a situation where he can't respect these things, you need to approach it how up someone with like seven siblings approaches food in the fridge. 
It is not a safe place. Back and, off. And this you Capri need Sun. like as many threats and warnings written on that food as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else to say. That's Shop it. at Costco. Have and yeah, have more than one Capri Sun in the fridge. It sounds like he likes them too. So if I were him, I would get you a special Or be Capri better Sun. at hiding things. Yeah, or hide it in the back. I'm just going back to when I had like three sisters living with me. You got to be sneaky and you got to... Here's what you really to need to fear do. you. They you have to... to fear if they eat your special <laughs> yeah. food. You need to spend 90, 100 bucks on a drink fridge. Best thing we ever did. And put that thing in your basement or wherever in your bedroom. Load it up with Capri Suns and all your favorite drinks. Have a dedicated drink fridge. It'll be the best thing you've ever done. We are sitting here wondering why we waited so long to have a... Sp- a drink fridge with for just drinks because all we our were, favorite drinks are always in it and it's just such a lovely we thing. put it on a vision board when we you, were two <laughs> when we had just gotten married and we like couldn't afford anything we put i think it was I my idea a drink fridge i was like Del, i've always wanted a drink fridge yep. and it's so great always in my life buy that while you're at costco buying a 50 pack of capri suns cool all right this one is uh from tanner Hey guys, love your videos and the recipes you post. Oh, cool. Tanner likes the recipes. Dashleyskitchen.com. It's my pride and joy. So my boyfriend and I struggle with communication. I guess I just wanted to know if you guys struggle with communication. No. <laughs> Nobody struggles with communication. No, Tanner. You guys are, we just go to therapy because be we weird. love it so much. Uh, no, that's what your brain will tell you. But literally everybody struggles with communication and nobody was taught it in school. So you're not alone. Literally everybody struggles with communication unless they've learned tools. We know tools, basic tools, and we still struggle with it a lot, especially when it comes to the emotions part with each other. Also with trust. I've been cheated on before, so it's my biggest struggle with trust. I was wondering if one of you had gone through something like that, how to handle that. Love you guys, Tanner. Well, um, I guess we can just, we say this a lot and I feel like we talk about it a lot. So hopefully you get a general idea from listening to all the podcasts. But I guess a basic rule that our therapist told us is you should have like, you should have like 90% understanding of what your partner's feeling before you like leave for the day or, or go to bed or, or just like make it a common thing that you talk about. Like, what are you feeling? Like, what are your top five feelings right now? Or, or what's going on in your head? What's. Like, what are you feeling? Like, just make that become a normal, like, just a conversation starter. Like, what are your feelings? Because we don't just transfer these telepathically to people that you live with. You still have to use words to communicate them. And so just make it like, make it a goal to kind of feel like you have a grasp on at least 80, 90% of your partner's feelings. And at least for us, that was the issue with our communication Dallin didn't get what I was feeling and he, I wasn't telling him like, I wasn't, I just wasn't telling him stuff. So he would, we would get in these fights or be in these bad moods and we wouldn't know why, or we would assume we knew why and it wouldn't be why. And Dallin would have big emotions about things that I wouldn't understand. And we just never, when we started kind of like talking about our feelings initially, it was like buckets of emotion dumping out of our bodies. And it was, there were, it was just, I was even shocked at how, because we had just held things in for so long. And then finally telling each other like issues with 
XYZ and and how this really hurt me when you did this three years ago. And when you did this a year ago, that really made me sad. And yesterday when you said this, that really made me sad. And all of these things that you've said over the course of five years of marriage that I've never brought up have made me so sad. And Dallin had like his own binder in his mind of things. And after we kind of dumped all of that in the formal therapy, we were able to talk about things without either a like getting really really mad really fast or b in my case breaking down in tears right really fast yeah. and then it became more of of a of a comfortable thing and there wasn't this dam of emotions just waiting to spill over every time we had a confrontation or every time we kind of talked about a sensitive subject um so that helped our communication Mm -hmm. and it was yucky and messy and like not fun. And then also just getting it in the habit of, of knowing what's going on with them. Oh, wow. Like you're, you seem really stressed. What's going on? Well, that's what I was just going to say. That's the second skill. Yeah. Instead of saying things like, imagine it like a volley, like a volleyball. You, you serve by sending the ball over the net by expressing a feeling and then your partner can either hit it back over the net to you by validating that emotion and listening and asking more about it. Or they can totally drop the ball by saying, look at the bright side or don't feel that way. Or why do you see it like that? You should see it like this. Or look at it this way with toxic positive. You drop the ball with toxic positivity. You drop it with invalidating it. You drop it with just running to fix their problem. You send the ball back over the net and you play couples communication volleyball when you say, oh, tell me more about that. Or, oh man, it sounds like you're really stressed. Or, oh man, I'd be stressed too. Jeez. Or, oh, that sounds so hard. Or, man, I'm so happy for you. Like it doesn't have to be all negative, but whether it's negative or positive, you don't try to, you don't swing in with toxic positivity and be like, well, that's just part of life and look at it this way and huh, I'm going to fix your problem right here, right now. And we're happy, happy, happy. Yeah. And, and you don't, enter. Like, you don't just, you don't try to fix it or you can even say something like, um, man, I have some ideas, but do you want ideas or do you just want me to sit and listen? Or like, are you open to advice or can I offer a suggestion? Stuff like that. Instead of just swooping in, trying to fix a problem and or saying, look at it this way or look at the bright side or it could be worse. Or, Those are all bad things. I'm really uncomfortable with complaining. So stop. Yeah. Like, I, things like that. I, I was told to never complain my whole life. So I'm. this makes me really uncomfortable. It's okay to complain. Get through that initial complain phase and then move on to the problem solving phase together but usually the problem works itself out if somebody is just validated and they're not, they're told that they're not crazy, they have a right to feel the way they feel. Your feelings are yours. What is the line in Frozen? Um, um, there's so many. Which one? You feel what you feel and your feelings are real. Yeah. Come on, Kristoff, let down your guard. And so that, yeah, that's do- how you send the, the volleyball back over the net by validating and say, I see how you would feel that way. I would feel the same way if I were you or man, if you think that about... sounds so hard or oh, man, tell me more about that. What's it seems like you're really happy or, or wow, I'm so proud of you. That's sweet or whatever. Like just validate the emotion. You don't have to agree with it. The validating and agreeing are two different things. It shouldn't. I mean, yeah, most of the time you can agree that it's really hard for the person. If you yeah. think about your best friend, like, what does your best friend say to you when you come in and you've had a bad day or you call them and they don't like, they just say things like, oh my goodness, like that's so hard. 
Or that sucks. I'm sorry that you're going you, through that. Even they just take saying your something side. simple as that sucks, man. They usually take your side and they defend you or they like back you up or they kind of just validate you by having empathy or sympathy for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but like Dallin and I have and had a really hard time doing that. And I don't Here's know. what I was really bad at. Can I just read the definition of toxic positivity real quick? Uh-huh. Toxic positivity is, um, let me find the, here we go. Toxic positivity is the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Yeah. We're not perfect, happy robot machines. We are humans with emotions and feelings that have been ingrained into our psyche over thousands and thousands of years of evolution. And we just now live in this day and age where we like have all the food we need at our disposal and we're not like being threatened by saber toothed tigers and stuff, but our brains still have this fight or flight response that kicks in way too easily a lot of the time. Well, I'm like validating toxic positivity is just like, I'm going to be happy, happy, and I'm going to tell you to look at the bright side and it could be worse. And But instead, if you just sit with them and, and just validate the authentic human emotional experience, things usually work themselves out. Yeah. This like, is the something huge that I've learned over like the past year and a half. So in, in like my experience, I kind of grew up thinking it was unattractive to be a downer and it was like who wants to marry someone who has like a bunch of emotional issues and you know like the thing that anyone wants in a partner is a happy peppy fun loving gal that was kind of like what I grew up thinking would be the best um and then I married Dallin who is completely uncomfortable with complaining was was or um kind of being dissatisfied with life and and one and and wanting more or different um or struggling with relationships with like close relatives or anything like all of this he he just wanted everything to be positive because that's kind of like his comfort bubble where everything's going good and I would like struggle with trying to be the happiest girl in the world. And then when I wasn't, I would come to him after bearing it for a really long time. And then he would kind of hit me with, this is how you should fix it. Or you need to just get over this. Or I, all those things you were saying, you said them really well. Um, And that just made me bury everything even more until like Dallin was kind of, and I, I'm not, and I did the same things for him. Like I would say to him all the time, like, oh, Dallin, happiness is a choice. Yeah. Like that's not fun to say to someone Ugh. or to have You're someone say to You're choosing to be offended. That's a yeah. horribly invalidating just, thing It's just to like say. what I grew up hearing and I believed it. You're um, choosing to be offended. And I think happiness can be a choice to an extent, but I had never had the emotions that I was having as a grown up in a grown up world, married and struggling, Right. Um, and it just kind of resulted in Dallin not looking to me for validation or friendship and me not looking to him for validation and friendship. And we were just kind of married 
and we loved each other, but we just didn't have. We didn't rely on each other for hap- our own happiness. We, we just took didn't, care of or we didn't rely on each other for friend. I don't know. We were like we we had fun together, but we weren't each other's like confidants, and we didn't have each other's backs. Yeah, type friendship. And it just got worse and worse because like if you want to, Dallin wouldn't have my back in a situation, and then I wouldn't have his back in a situation, and then we just we just didn't trust each other to take care of each other. Yeah. In situations that made us really stressed out and really uncomfortable. And my psyche, if you want to know what was the reason behind all this thinking, what I've learned about myself over the past year is this is, and again, I've talked about this before, how I've dealt with scrupulosity. That's OCD with like a religious, within a religious setting is I would take scriptures like, um, man is that he might have joy. That's a book of Mormon scripture. And, um, and all the times that the Book of Mormon says, uh, if you keep my commandments, you will prosper in the land. And blessed are those who keep the commandments for they will, it's just like, they'll be raised up to never any happiness and they'll be happy in this life. And and I took all the quotes about happiness and how religion, and if you have the f- spirit with you, then the fruits of the spirit of peace, love, joy, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith. Um, and like, so if somebody's unhappy or stressed or or having a difficult time, then I equated that in my mind with I must not be doing something right or good enough or I must not being be being obedient enough because if I were being obedient or better or, or good enough at this, then I'm supposed to be happy. And no one is happy when they are obedient. And that was, that was toxic sucks. positivity. That turned into toxic positivity because I was invalidating the authentic human emotional experience and just simplifying, I think, simplifying um, the whole if you are obedient, you will prosper in the land and type type messaging and how Jesus fixes all the problems and everything's supposed to be happy, happy, happy. And I totally get where Christians are coming from with like what Jesus does for you and offers you and all that. But I took it to an unhealthy level of if something goes wrong or if you're having a less than happy experience with something, or then that means that you must have done something wrong or else God wouldn't have made this happen. And, and that is not, that's a wrong, that's not the correct equation. Well, that's just life happening to you. Then life you, just happens. You married me and somehow I fell under your umbrella. So it became, if Ashley wasn't happy, then Dallin must not be doing things as well as he should be doing things. Uh-huh. So... Anytime I would come to you with an issue, like big or small, it it was like um, kind of me being like, well, get ready. It was like me punishing you for not being good enough. Uh-huh. And that made you really defensive. Well, I didn't think you were punishing me. Or the world punishing you by I, making yeah, me unhappy. Obviously, making you unhappy. I must not be doing something good enough because this is less than perfect and happy, happy, happy. And that was definitely... I was definitely a toxic, it was, that's, that's toxic positivity. The overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience, which is a roller coaster of feelings and things happening and highs and lows. And, and that's good because we're humans and that's normal. We should normalize that and not expect everything to go right and peachy and happy 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 do you i remember when we watched um 
George calls it the Tinkerbell movie. What's it called? Inside Out. Uh-huh. And it ends with this cryptic. It was cryptic to us where Gosh, I never Riley under- learns that she needs sadness and joy learns that sadness is just as important and meaningful and special that always bugged me i never thought that you needed sadness i thought we i took i guess teachings from the church that i was raised in mormon church and and kind of um, your family's take on those teachings too because i was raised in the same church yeah and my yeah family culture and stuff and i just i think i simplified it too much and I don't think it, the church doesn't take the role of mental health counselor, although I think that maybe they should a little bit if they're diving into things such as, you know, like telling you that you're going to be happy if you follow these things, you know, maybe they could throw in there some other things about, you know, the human emotional, mental, emotional experience and stuff. We but digress. I digress. Um, I just, it didn't compute in my head why you would also need sadness in order to feel joy no we talked about it for weeks i studied it i thought about it i read articles about it and gosh the more i realized it, i was like holy cow this is the authentic emotion human emotional experience here it's not just joy it's sadness and joy and anger and disgust and fear yeah and then the makers of inside out came out with um soul and it was like another hockey puck to our brains and we were like wait a second wait a minute the purpose of life is just living (laughs) i resonated with that so much yeah no i just remember i cried the first time i watched soul i know i woke up it just looks at a looks at a little helicopter leaf that falls from a tree and looks at pizza and like some buttons in her pocket that was like the most looks up at the tree and sun shining through the leaves that was like the most beautiful scene the like jazz, so well executed in yeah. that movie the jazz music put me to sleep i eventually finished it and yeah. it's so good so good but Dallin, i did wake you i woke up after it and you were like ash i cried <laughs> it was like and then when you I watched so it like 17 times it. it's so good we, we watched that show so highly recommend watching soul on disney plus I just remember watching Inside Out and we were so confounded and we couldn't understand it. And we talked about it for weeks and we were like, okay, how in the heck? You can't feel joy without sadness too? Like, does everything have to be intertwined with sadness? And it's not like that either, but it's just the authentic human emotional human emotional experience. I keep coming back to that. You need balance. There's balance and just realness and not everything. I mean, there's probably a better way of saying it that i'm missing I right kinda now think, at 11 uh, 30 at night like there's joy and happiness and i think joy and sadness like balance out into a happy it's just you can't media. always be joyful things happen in life like riley moves friends leave like she turn, has stress with her family stress. and her dad's job and there's like you know like moments where her family she can she feel finally like allowed her herself stressed to, out to feel what she felt and she and stopped say being, that her feelings are real. Well, in the beginning, so Christoph, she, she was Sven like, says that to Christoph. She was always trying to fix her family and be like, the, you know, like, oh, my parents are stressed. I need to be happy and figure uh-huh. out something that will help them not be stressed. And it's once and she was okay them. with all of her feelings, not just the happy ones. Yeah, Joy was rescuing Riley from feeling uncomfortable and sad, and Riley was trying to rescue her mom and dad from feeling uncomfortable and sad uh-huh. until she just like cracked. Yep. Good, good movie. We should probably watch it again. Okay. Full circle moment. Communication. That's kind of our story of finding out how to communicate better as a couple. And you don't really know what 
better communication feels like until you kind of have it. And I don't think we have the best communication, but you just have no, you only know how to communicate, how you know to communicate. And you only know the fruits that that kind of gives off. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't know, therapy helped us kind of break through some dams. And then we've just kind of been rebuilding and trying to be, um, just like build a relationship that we've never really been able to build with on authenticity else. and the human emotional experience, the authentic human emotional experience, not just on a, uh, Rocky foundation or Sandy foundation of, all, we should always be happy. Yeah. If I were to describe us, I think I was a girl who was ready, who was always like waiting for that person who I could like share my soul with and, and tell all these feelings that I, kind of knew and was aware of and and I was so excited to have someone who would finally listen to them but I had never shared them with anyone I was just waiting to find a person so I wasn't like great at it and then Dallin was kind of a person this is just my take on you who kind of hid his feelings even from himself I think maybe and and I just had all these shoulds in my head. I've talked about that a lot. And then we got married and it was like, I was ready to dump everything on Dallin. And Dallin was not oh, wanting. Fall in line, lady. To, We're playing the I roles know. of husband he was like, and wife. Wait, you're supposed to do what I do. You know, like, Haven't you been taught your whole life what husbands and wives should do? <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing now. And it was just Play like, the role. It was like we had these big expectations of each other where I wanted him to be exactly what I've always wanted. And he wanted me to be exactly like him or like you know like to and it, it just kind of like crashed yep so now we're building it on the foundation of authenticity and the authentic human emotional experience i've said that like 10 times and this is all new for us but that's how it's done so that's the, the game of volleyball sharing a feeling and that sends the volleyball over and then you send the volleyball back over the net by validating the feeling and being a good listener instead of just trying to fix the problem you're like oh shoot or that sucks yeah. or tell me more about that or whoa sweet that sounds like it made you really happy. Like, But we're getting better. Like, I came home the other day and I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm having panic attacks about everything going on. And you were just like, you like stopped and you were like, oh, wow. Like, tell me more about that. Like, what uh-huh. can we, what can we do for you? And do you, do you still want people to come over tonight? Like, are you okay? And it was like, it was cool. And, and it, and we worked through it. That was the authentic human emotional experience. And I didn't stop having this like panicky feeling all day, but I like knew you knew about it and I knew you were like trying to help me through it and, and kind of like find out what I needed. And, Mm -hmm. and you were like interested in my emotional journey that day, kind of. And it was, it's like a new thing for us. And sometimes I sit back and I'm like, oh, wow. That went really well and it could have not gone really well. And there's more to that. Like you don't just have to, you, <laughs> you know, what, what if you disagree with what they're, I mean, you can't disagree with somebody's feelings. Well, like, we, even used if you feel, we used well, to. We used to. Well, yeah, but that was. Those are a big fight. That's not, that's not founded on anything true. You can't disagree with somebody's feeling. It's a feeling. Whether you like it or not, they're feeling that. So you can either be their friend and acknowledge that they're feeling that or you can just tell them to shut up. Which won't do great things for your relationship. Or you can pretend like you know more than them about their feelings. And then you'll get into a huge fight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just pretending. Cool. Well, hopefully this helped you a little bit. 
And uh, that's our shit. That's our journey. Did you swear? That's you our shit. That. <laughs> no, that, that's our. I, that was like that was a slip of two different things coming out as one journey word. ship. We watched Titanic documentaries today. I, I that's our journey ship. Our ship journey. You guys, we are off to Moab in a few so hours. We're gonna have fun we're stories next week. Sleep. I'm excited. Moab's I freaking love Moab. Can we buy a house in Moab? Why haven't we looked there this whole time? Oh, I did. There's only like two options. Well, it gets really cold in the winter and the town turns off. It shuts in the down. Yeah, Moab is only like an active place during the summer months. I think. Maybe there's some things to do in the winter. I don't know. We drove through there one winter and only one restaurant was open in one store. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of just goes away. Okay, cool. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Send in any questions to taking sides with the dashlies at gmail.com. Don't be afraid to ask us questions about ourselves if you have any. We are an open book. We love chatting it up on this podcast. Ask away. Love you guys. See you next time.